Hello, this is Melody, and I'm excited to bring you episode two of Waking Up. This episode, we will be talking about vaccines. Dun, 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 dun. I never thought in my life I would see what we're seeing right now with the vaccine debate and the last two years. My journey, however, started in 2008 with vaccines. I was your typical 1978 you know, kid, got all the shots the doctors told my mom to get, never had many problems, and went about my life not thinking twice about vaccines until I became pregnant at the age of 30. And that was a common question. Are you going to vaccinate? And I thought, I don't know. But my gut said, ooh, I don't really want to do that to this beautiful brand new baby. And I luckily had a midwife at the time who said, you know what, you choose what you want to do, but do yourself a favor, let your kid build up her own immune system for the first year of her life. Don't mess up what God created, do some research and then decide. And that's exactly what happened. And that journey led me to 14 years of thinking people need to wake up to this because their kids are dying and becoming autistic quicker than most things I'm seeing. So when my first daughter was born, autism in 2008 was like one in, I can't even remember now, but I want to say it was one in a high hundreds, maybe three, 400. Now it's like one in 62. Okay. So nothing's getting cured with autism. Cancer used to not be that big of a thing when I was growing up. Now a lot of people have cancer and people don't question these side effects. It's so interesting to me. So in this episode, I am going to start with a couple interviews that I have found online. One of them's from the Phil Donahue show uh, back in the day. And the other one is from this doctor that changed my life. Her name is Dr. Tenpenny. And I'm going to start with her because she's still very vocal and she helps so many people understand vaccines and that they're not immunizing anybody. They're not vaccinating the way people think. And so we're just going to hear a little bit from her to start with. This is a podcast or a show I found on Rumble, and I will put the link in the description box below. But here's Dr. Tenpenny. Um, we think, we think that vaccines are safe because we're told that they're safe. And uh, we parents, we don't have the courage or the knowledge to think otherwise. Are they safe? Vaccines have never been adequately tested for safety. Um, to have a true safety test, you would do a would, would do the test using a placebo in the control group, so that you would look at if you saw, if there was a, say a hundred people in a study and fifty people got the vaccine, the, the real true of test of safety would be to compare it to fifty people who got a shot of sterile water or got something that was completely inert. Um, they don't do that. They've never been tested for safety. And in terms of when they follow them for side effects, many of the vaccines are followed for anywhere from just five to 14 to 20 days. And so it's not a long enough period of time for the develop of neurological problems, autoimmune conditions, things like that. The one of the hepatitis B vaccines that was brought to market, they followed it for safety for five days, five. So if something happened on day six, if the child developed a seizure, if the child died, it wouldn't count. They would say it was not related to the vaccine. And so vaccines are not safe. When you look at now, children get multiple doses of 16 or 17 vaccines, depending on how you count them, multiple doses within an individual vaccine. All the chemicals that are in that vaccine have never been tested for synergistic toxicity. 
And we actually are taught to believe that the only thing that's coming through the vial is some sterile water and a little bit of, of attenuated or weakened virus or a little particle of bacteria, and that's it. We don't understand that every single vaccine has anywhere from three to 12 chemicals in it. And then you get multiple doses of vaccines on the same day. So if you've got five doses, five different vaccines given on the same day, and each one of them say, say has seven chemicals in it, that's 35 doses of chemicals, plus viruses, plus bacteria, plus stray viruses, plus aluminum, plus things like polysorbate 80, and that have never been tested individually for um, safety. They've never been tested for synergistic toxicity of all those vaccines that are given at the same time. Oh my God. So, so none of that has been adequately tested. So it's as though the vaccine industry and your physicians, if they say safe and effective over and over and over again, and if they say it often enough, that somehow that makes it true. And it's not. It makes true to people who believe doctors. And um... well, and herein, herein lies, lies the rub. Why do you believe doctors? Why? Because vaccination is about a religion. It's about a belief system. I mean, you never hear anyone say, I believe in light bulbs. You know, I believe in automobiles. You know, I believe in my couch. I really believe that that's a good thing. You know, it's a product. And vaccines are a product that we have, have a multi-generational indoctrination into somehow believing that these are safe and necessary for health. And when you look at the real infections that you're trying to protect against, you're injecting chemicals with unknown toxicities that have never been adequately tested for safety, have never been tested for synergistic toxicity, have never been tested for to see if they cause cancer, if they cause birth defects, if they cause um, genetic anomalies, or if they cause infertility. Not one vaccine has ever been tested to see if it causes cancer, birth defects, genetic anomalies, or infertility. But yet somehow we've come to believe in this multi-generational indoctrination that it's more important to vaccinate than for your child to experience a fever, a cough, a rash, and some diarrhea, which is mostly what the childhood infections are about. Um, my both children are vaccinated, so what's in their body right now? A lot of things, <laughs> a lot of things. I mean, the chemicals, but sometimes the chemicals, they're kind of like stray bullets. They come in, they hit, and then they leave. And you never know the extent of that damage that they cause. You'll never know until much later. And sometimes parents will say, my child's completely vaccinated. They seem to be just fine. Are they? Yeah, no. Do you really, do you really know? Being how this is such a highly controversial topic right now, uh, back in 2008, when I started my journey, it wasn't like it is now. So I'm just going to explain how I went about my journey without all this knowledge that we, we have now in 2022. So the first thing that my mom, she was all about me vaccinating my kid, which she has changed. She is not about vaccines anymore. Um, so anyways, I... I was like, you know, mom, I don't think I'm going to vaccinate. And she's you know, every year they do a measles scare on the news. Uh, her dad suffered from hepatitis or not hepatitis polio, which caused him to be permanently paralyzed. And so I really wanted to make sure my daughter wasn't going to be permanently paralyzed 
from polio. So that was one of the shots that I thought, you know what, I am going to probably get her that one. So let me go ahead and research it. And so after I did that research, and this was in 2008, uh, you know, the internet wasn't scrubbed back then like it is now and people taken down constantly for telling the truth like I've been trying to do for years now. And I found that the last cases of polio were caused in the United States by the polio vaccine, which I still found today. I could, I still found that today. I can, I'll, I'll get deeper into this, but I, after I read that, I'm like, okay, that's crazy. Why would I give my child the chance of getting polio and getting, you know, handicapped from a vaccine? I, I think I'm just going to go and trust God. And as things progress down the road, that's what I've done. And, you know, there was a time when my daughter, uh, she was probably in third grade and she was getting ready for school and she fell and she scratched her chin and I had to take her in for some stitches. And they asked all the same. They always ask these questions and they're like, is she up to date on vaccines? And I said, and from now on, I say yes, because she is God created her perfect and she's up to date. But back then I was like, no, I don't do that. And the, the ER doctor looked at me like I was on crack and she said, oh my God. And then she sent in like a team of doctors to tell me that I needed to give my daughter a tetanus shot because of this little scratch she had on her chin and that if I didn't, she could die. And I said, well, you know what? And at this time I was very educated and I found out when I found out aborted babies were in vaccines, that was the end of it for me. I'm like, you got to be freaking kidding me. Aborted babies. And you know, what's even crazy when you find this out, because this is easy to Google guys. Like if you're like, she's lying, get on your damn computer and Google are aborted babies in vaccines. And you will see that even the Pope, the Catholic Pope says, yay, that's okay because it's better to have that in your body than get sick, God forbid. So to me, this, this is deeper than just a vaccine. You know, we got dead human beings, body parts being sold for this uh, abortion. You know, this is deep, you guys. And this is demonic, in my opinion. That's how, that's how far I've come from just not vaccinating to being like, this is demonic. I will not participate in putting another person think about this if you put someone else's dna inside of your body you know what that causes it causes autoimmune diseases because your body's rejecting something that shouldn't be there and many many parents that i've talked to firsthand have woken up after their child was permanently damaged and that's what i'm going to play you next with this phil donahue show they should not get the dpt shot there are some children who are at serious risk if they do we'll examine that in just a moment the problem is nobody knows when that vaccine will be available. And in the meantime, parents must decide whether they will or will not give their children the DPT vaccine. We can tell you this, the disease whooping cough, pertussis, is not a pleasant disease. It lasts a long time. But from everything we have seen, it is no longer a killer, except in infants that are probably too young to receive the vaccine. We can also tell you this, some children and some families are much more at risk than others. No one knows more about that than Dan and Mary Resiniti of Binghamton, New York. Resiniti, 19 years old. He suffers a convulsion about once a day. The drugs to control his convulsions cost $1,200 a year. He has spent part of his life in an institution. Tony convulsed within 24 hours after getting the DPT shot. Regardless, doctors continued the rest of the shots. After Tony's history with the DPT shot, his brother Leo should never have had the vaccine. 
Leo Resaniti, 17 years old. Only a few hours after his first DPT shot, Leo too went into convulsions. His temperature soared, regardless his pediatrician gave him a second shot. In terms of the severe complication, the encephalopathy, that information was all anecdote until less than a year ago, until a British study appeared. Did he say last couple of years, two years? That's what he said. Well, he said since the National and Childhood Encephalopathy Study in England. I can't speak for the whole medical community. I can only speak for myself. And I've always known that token cough vaccines do produce subside reactions. Again, I'll put the inter that rest of that interview in the description box below. But it just goes on to say how doctors and nurses are so uninformed about what they're doing and reactions and side effects of these vaccines. So now I'm going to bring you back to my life in 2008 when I had a brand new baby and I didn't know what to do. And I had the wise advice of my midwife to do my own research. And as I'm doing this, I'm like, they, they vaccinate our children the second they're born. It's, it's just insane. And, and the second they're born, they start f having to fight against these toxins that God did not create us to have. And I can start with the vitamin K shot, okay? The vitamin K shot is given to babies to clot blood. I believe that is so they can circumcise them right away, which biblically speaking, they even knew to wait seven days after birth because the, it, they weren't even told this stuff. The, it, God told them, right? Wait seven days. And they waited seven days and the babies didn't bleed to death. But now they give the babies vitamin K. Not Let's mention the crap they put in their eyes too to protect them from syphilis or whatever. It's just insanity to me. So they blind your baby. They give your baby a vitamin K shot to clot their blood, which causes not all kids. It's linked to leukemia and other blood disorders. And then they top it off with some hep B for STDs because, you know, you're brand new baby might be messing with needles and, and being sexually active. It's absolutely insane. And that's day one, guys. Then they tell you, hey guys, hey parents, you love your kids, right? Yeah. Well, you better take them in for a wellness check. I'll tell you what, the first time I took my daughter in in 2008 for her wellness check, quote unquote, I realized that second, it's not a wellness check, it's a vaccine check. And I had to fire my first doctor because he didn't honor the fact that I wasn't going to vaccinate. He was a total jerk to me. So I didn't go back. I found another one that would honor my wishes. But it's still, every single time, it was a conversation that had to be had. It was like, mark my file. Let's quit having this conversation every single time. And then my daughter got uh, the flu, it, you know, uh, they have an RSV when she was two years old. Well, at this time she had never been sick. She's two years old and she's got a fever and I'm like, okay, well let her body fight. And I didn't give her any Tylenol or Motrin, which I, I looking back would have given her probably something to try to reduce the fever because it was getting high. And now I, at 103, like we're treating 102, 103, we're treating because fevers are designed by God too, to fight infection. But also in my situation, my daughter had a fever seizure, which makes an infant, it usually happens in babies and um, toddlers. I believe it stops around age five or seven. You'd have to look that up yourself. Um, but anyways, my daughter had a seizure and I had no idea what was going on. And apparently a fever seizure makes the body reset. So I call 911, the ambulance are coming, they get there and she's totally fine she's not even feverish. And I'm like, what? 
happen. And so we're chilling and we start trying to go about our day. And then all of a sudden she starts to get hot again. And then she starts to seize again. And I'm, I rush her to the ER. Well, it ends up her oxygen's low and she needed Tylenol and Motrin back to back is how they treated her oxygen, Tylenol and Motrin. So we ended up staying in the hospital for a couple days because babies breathe through their nose and she wasn't getting enough oxygen. So we stayed until our oxygen levels were high enough to go home and they sent us home with an oxygen tank. No vaccine could have prevented this from happening. It, it just happened. And so um, we went to a follow-up appointment after that, and I got a, a highly, um, I call him vaccine, vaccine, pro-vaccine doctor. He was just on me about vaccinating her. And in my mind, in my 30-year-old mind, I'm like, okay, well, no, I was 32 at the time because when she turns two, I'm, I, I turn 32. So... I was 32. I've been two years into this research and, you know, fighting these doctors and things like that. And so he was, he was my biggest battle and I'll never forget him. And I know his name, but I'm not going to throw him under the bus because, you know, every doctor you're going to have to deal with on your own. You know what I mean? With your own knowledge, with your own wisdom. And at this point I had a little, but not a lot. Like I didn't know about the boarded baby thing that came in with the ER doctor several years later. And once I knew that information, I was able to shut that doctor up in about five minutes because he tried to act like he knew what he was talking about and he did not at all. And I'm like, bro, you, you don't even know what you're talking about right now. And I, hopefully he went and researched and, and figured it out. And hopefully he maybe woke up. I don't know. But this doctor convinced me that I needed to vaccinate my child. And I, I, he was not going to let me leave there without doing that pretty much is how I felt. And plus, I felt like a bad parent because she had just got out of the hospital and I wanted to please this doctor. Ugh, this is the only vaccine she ever got. And I thought, well, you know, what if she steps on a nail? Let's give her the tetanus one. Well, later on down the road, I realized that vaccine's a bunch of crap too. So, you know, I, I honestly, doing the research for this podcast, I was going to start with the the old school Dr. Fauci, which is the polio guy. Um. And I am actually going to pull his name real quick. I, I will be right back. Okay, so there's Dr. Stock and Dr. Stabian. And Dr. Stock is the one I'm going to talk about the most. Um, one was an oral vaccine. And both these doctors claimed that they took the vaccine and gave it to their family. And there was no side effects. So let's go give it to the public. Well, then there was a major uh, vaccine side effect where all these children became permanently paralyzed from it. And that is the reason I chose not to vaccinate my child because I was like, wow, those are the last study, the last known cases of polio in the United States were because of a vaccine. Do you know that polio is from poop? It's from poop. And if you wash your hands and we have clean water like we do in America, that's what eradicated polio from the United States. Clean water, new sewer systems. You know what I mean? It wasn't a vaccine and people were lied to just like they were now. And it, it blows my mind because back when this guy wanted to promote his vaccine, he used Elvis Presley, Marilyn Monroe, look it up. They used the March of Dimes for everybody to give their money to so they could give it to these doctors to take who this, this is lining the pockets of these doctors, of these institutions. It's absolutely insane. The cancer research that they do because they give us all cancer. It's, it's pretty insane what's gone on since the 1950s. And as I was doing my research, I'm like, wow, everybody boasts and boasts about this polio vaccine, right? It's the savior of all things. But most people that refer to the polio vaccine as the savior of all 
diseases don't realize one how you even get polio or two that the vaccines were the last known cause of polio in the united states so again here we are where we're hearing more polio cases in new york just recently in the year 2022 and a lot of people are linking this to the coronavirus vaccine debacle i can't even believe we are here now i really can't and i can't believe how many people took this vaccine and i'm not judging you if you did this is your journey and your path like i've been doing this for 14 years so i'm not here to judge anybody for what they've done because you know what sometimes we just don't know and we can't we're trying to all make the best decisions for what we actually know right but a lot of us trust other people aka doctors rather than their own intuition and instinct and that goes deeper than just doctors it really does but we need to start somewhere what is your gut tell you don't listen to me and my podcast don't listen to the doctor and what they tell you what do you feel in your gut like i've noticed the more i talk about this it it will trigger people that don't want to hear it and then it will bring curiosity to those people that are like you know what i have a story and i've always pushed the idea that it was this vaccine aside because this doctor told me it can't be this vaccine it's not that vaccine it's your kids messed up I'm sorry, God didn't mess us up, you guys. We messed ourselves up. It's crazy to me what's gone on the last, in my life, 14 years of watching this vaccine debate go on. <clears throat> and so I want to I, I wanna keep my podcast rather short, and I'm already hitting the 20-minute mark, so I probably should start wrapping it up here. But I do want to tell you a few more stories about my journey with this whole vaccine thing. Um, I did tell you guys the story about when my daughter was two and she had RSV and that doctor pretty much made me feel that I needed to give her the shot. So I just said, all right, I'll, I'll do this tetanus shot because what if she does get hurt and this and that. And so they bring in a platter. I'm not even kidding you. I like in my brain, the way I remember it is like six different shots on a silver platter and I was I looked at the doctors and I said I did not agree to all these I let them give her a shot and to this day I regret it I don't even know what one they gave her I, I said tetanus and hopefully they gave her the tetanus shot but that's a lot of trust I gave into some person it was crazy and it was almost like he was going to get a reward if I vaccinated my child not caring what the results are so fast forward, while I went through this, my friend, she chose to vaccinate her, her son. We were pregnant together. We did the whole thing together and I went home birth, no vaccines. She went hospital birth, epidurals, kid in the NICU, swallowed his own poop and vaccine vaccines the whole, the whole time. This kid got sick every time he got a vaccine. And not just a little sick, bad sick to fevers, not breaking, Tylenol wouldn't help. Going back to the doctor, doctor's hands up, don't know what's going on. Oh, just just an anomaly. I don't know what's happening. This happened over and over and over. And do you think she quit vaccinating? No. You know why? Because everyone told her she was a bad mom if she didn't follow the schedule. 
Oh, so I, so what, another reason I didn't vaccinate was Jenny McCarthy. She writes a book and she talks about her son being affected by the MMR shot and how her gut instinct told her not to do it, how all these kids were getting infected and becoming autistic with the shot. So she went and asked the doctor in her book, this is from her book, doc, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, doc, should I do it? Oh my gosh. Seriously. This is the doctor responding. Seriously, Jenny, are you an idiot? Okay, I'll do it. Gives her little kid a shot. I think his name's Ethan. I'm not 100% on that. Gave him the shot, which is a three-in-one MMR, mumps, measles, and rubella. And that poor boy started having seizures that night. He went into a deep withdrawal, became what they call, quote-unquote, autistic. And she knew it was from the shot. And she became an advocate for years about this stuff. I don't know if she still is to this day, but luckily she was doing it at my time. And honestly, you guys, that's why I'm doing this podcast right now. It's not because I think I'm right and I have all this information. It's because I want to save kids. I love children. I think they're amazing. I think they're created perfect. And I think it's so freaking sad what the enemy is trying to do to God's creations. I mean, if you look back at the beginning of time and and understand that God made you perfect and he loves you and he didn't mess up. And then you see Satan being like, you know what? God did make you perfect. So I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to intervene before you even have a choice. When you're born, the second you're born, you're going to get that shot. And you know what? Those shots are going to continue until most of you are effed up and it's pretty sad. And I'm just here. If I save one kid from not being autistic, from not going through a life of medical bills because his parent became informed. That's all I want. I don't care if you believe what I say. I don't care any of that, any of these podcasts that I have coming forward because this is light compared to what I'm about to talk about, what I've woken up to. And vaccines is an agenda, in my opinion, straight from the pit of hell with aborted humans in them, with these doctors that I wanted to go more into these doctors in this podcast. And maybe I should do a follow-up podcast with the doctors. Cause I do believe there's a link between Fauci, this polio guy. It's like they pass the baton, you know what I mean? To each other. And they, I'm sorry to tell you, if you think the government likes you, you're wrong. They don't. If you, I always laugh when I drive by free flu shots and I tell my husband, yay, I want something free from the government today because they love me. <laughs> no, thanks. And you might hear a lot of sarcasm in this podcast and I am a sarcastic person, but in all sarcasm aside, this is a serious issue and it's an issue I've watched go on for 14 years. And when I wrote my book, I had, like I said, I had a home birth and I wrote a book about it and I, I called it home birth. It's not just for hippies because a lot of people thought, oh, you're a hippie in 2008 if you have a home birth. 2021, amazing, amazing to see more women are actually having home birth than they were in 2008. So to me, the, and I don't, that's not a, a statistic I pulled up. That's just people I know that are, are more apt and willing to do it that I see in my own personal life. Whereas in 2008, no one I knew in my personal life was doing that. So that's a personal just observation, not something I pulled off the CDC or anything. Oh, before I leave this podcast, you guys, 
I was looking up this case of, um, here, you're going to hear some clicking because I'm tabbing through my computer right now. Okay, so let me pull up the CDC. It's called Historical Safety of Concerns of Vaccines. And I'm going to read this straight up off the CDC. There is solid medical and scientific evidence that the benefits of vaccines far outweigh the risks, period. Despite this, there have been concerns about safety of vaccines for as long as they have been available in the U.S. This page will explain the past vaccine safety concerns, how they have been resolved, and what we have learned. Okay, guinea pigs. The first incident is called Cutter Incident. And that was in 1955, and that was with the polio vaccine, and that's all those kids that got handicapped. If you continue to scroll down the CDC website, you will see case after case from the second these vaccines were allowed into the United States until our current day. Okay? They don't care about you. You, to them, are a guinea pig. Okay? So... Like I told the doctor at the ER the day they told me my daughter could die if I didn't give her a tetanus shot. Shot. You can trust God or you can trust, quote unquote, science. And that's your choice. I'm just here to tell you there's a lot more to be learned than media BS. Because in case you didn't know, the media is owned by basically, I think, seven corporations and they want to brainwash your ass. They really do. <laughs> it's called Operation Mockingbird. You can look that one up too. So I could go on so many different rabbit trails and I'm trying really hard on each podcast to not. My old podcast that was taken down by the Associated Press was a uh, rabbit trail. You know, I am also on the fly here. I'm not here with a script. I'm not here trying to, um, you know, be this perfect podcast. I'm here to literally wake people up. I had friends over just recently and they asked me some questions and they're like, wow, I didn't know any of this until you started talking about it. And that's why I decided to come back because people won't know unless you talk about it. People won't know all this stuff unless you talk about it. And all it takes is one person to change one person, right? And then it starts a fire. It's amazing. So really quick, back to the MMR shot and my friend that gave her kid the, the shot constantly and sick and da, da 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 That was the same age as my kid. There was this feeling I had that if she did do the MMR shot, he would become autistic because I was learning during this time that one of the biggest reasons these kids are getting affected some more than others is the release of the toxins. So some kids, when they're born, they poop regularly right away and they can release toxins and things like that faster than other kids that are constipated. And those kids, that constipation makes the toxins stay in their body, which can affect their brain worse than other children. And so this particular child would be a kid that didn't poop for like seven days. My kid who wasn't vaccinated was a regular pooper. So I was like, okay, <clears throat> this isn't good. Your kid's not pooping. He's getting sick. Like, I'm just like trying to teach her as I'm learning really. And she's, we're both naive, brand new moms. So nobody, we don't know what's going on. All, all I know is like, my kid's not sick and yours is, and you're doing everything you're supposed to do. And I'm doing everything I'm not supposed to do. And my kid's fine, healthy as can be. And your kid's sicker than sh crap. I swear guys, 
So if you don't like that, you probably shouldn't listen to my podcast. I'm trying though, because I don't think swearing is becoming, but I do swear. I have done it since I was like probably in fifth grade. So it is a hard habit to kick. I am a Christian. I love Jesus, but I do. I have socks that say I love Jesus, but I cuss right there. Disclaimer. Okay. So anyways, I begged her. I'm like, girl, I really don't think you should get that shot. I really don't. Well, at this time she owned a flooring company and I'm not kidding you. I swear to God, this was an angel. I wasn't there. I didn't see it, but she told me all about it. So this customer comes in and she was with a little boy who was autistic and they start talking vaccines and she starts saying, Hey, yeah, my son's up for the MMR shot. And this customer told her, please don't do it. Look at my son right here standing in front of you. He is autistic because of that shot that made her not do it. Not me seeing another mother holding her son's hand saying, don't do it. Look at my kid. So, you know, there's many, like, like I said in prior in this, in this podcast, most women I have talked to that no longer vaccinate do it because a, a side effect, because they've had a side effect because one of their kids were affected. And the bottom line here is I'm trying to <clears throat> talk to parents right now. And I'm talking to you because I'm a parent. I, I have, I'm making no money on this podcast. I hope to do it forever without commercials because I cannot stand the commercials. I just want to tell people how I woke up and maybe it will lead them into some research on their own because the research is at the tip of your fingers. It's super easy. And you know what? You can find really biased information, you guys. So read it all. Read the parents of the story, you know, parents that have the stories like Jenny McCarthy and this mom. Listen to your gut. Uh, listen to the doctors. Do you trust this doctor? How much money does this doctor make? Was this doctor taken off, uh, you know, mainstream and banned because most doctors that tell the truth, get their licenses stripped and they get their money taken away from them and they become nobodies because that's what they want. And then you got the, the pushers, the vaccine pushers who own stock in these companies and make tons of money off of people they don't care about their lab rats. So at the end of the day, this is up to you. And I want to end every podcast in a prayer and it's time to end this because I'm going over my, my allotted time. So I'm glad I got it done. I've been wanting to do this and it took me a little longer than I wanted, but it's done. So thank you Lord for just giving us all a voice. Lord, you gave us a voice and you gave us power behind our words. And I pray that the people that listen to this start to use their voices powerfully. If they have any children that are vaccine injured, Lord, we just pray healing, complete healing over these babies, Lord. This was not your plan. You, you made us perfect with an immune system that works and let people start to understand and trust you and your creation and not these lab created horrid vials of death, Lord, that are causing so much havoc to the human nature and humankind and, and these innocent children that don't even have a choice in this stuff, Lord. I pray against abortion and this agenda, this bail worshiping abortion. Ugh, Lord, it's just horrid, Lord, and how they're using it to then make vials and vials of vaccines to make everybody consume these babies, Lord, and their bodies. And I just pray against it. And I pray that people wake up to this demonic agenda against their children. 
because we love our children, Lord, and we want to do what's right. And that's the thing that hurts the most is we just want to do what's right. So show us what's right. Each our own, Lord, show us. In Jesus' name, I thank you for this life we get to live, for this voice we have, and for the way we get to communicate with each other in this year, 2022. Bring back the body of Christ. Let us become a church that is united, not fighting. And let us spread the light of Jesus through this world. In Jesus' name, I pray it. Amen. Sisters and brothers, I hope you have a good, wonderful night. And thank you for listening to episode two of Waking Up.